Final Line Night fans, how's it going? We're back for another episode of the Oski Hour. Phil and Logan are on the mic. I'm in Champagne. We got Logan on the phone here. Logan, how's it going? Good. Good, yeah. Got a little reality check this week for Illini football, but, you know, didn't get blown out, which would have been terrible, but excited for another week of the ASCII hour. Very excited. I think reality check's a good way to put it. Obviously, we lost 37-30 to kind of uh, maybe somebody we were looking ahead, UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Um, and it just like – Mm, we, you just got to take another step forward and, and get ready for Virginia. Virginia is a good team, and we got to get up 10 a.m. Saturday morning for it. Um, yeah. Well, you were at the game. How was the, how was the atmosphere there on Saturday? The atmosphere was very, very good. I would say Nebraska was uh, – it was a little better. It was a little rainy Saturday. Um, the student section was still filled, which I was very happy about. Um, and the outside horseshoe in the east and west stands, little light, understandable with the rain, random, random, uh, random team, I guess. So could have been better. Um, it doesn't help that we lost, but, but yeah, at least our next home games, uh, we get a Friday night home game against Maryland. So that should at least entice some people to down there agree and and they they were doing it they did this two years ago with the nebraska home game they're handing out free tickets for all the students which are all gone so i expect the student section to be completely packed again um fall weather friday night i think we'll get a good good crowd um and it would help if we get a virginia win too um what, what was kind of your thoughts logan i i can give mine after but what are your thoughts against like UTSA at a, at a at a high level. I mean, obviously they weren't a good team. They're a good team, but I mean, mid major. Like, what do you think? I mean, they're much better than I thought they would be. I mean, they had that, like that sincere McCormick. He's a big time caliber running back. The quarterback was all right, but that receiver, um, Zakari Franklin, yeah, kind of abused us, especially on third down. So. They were not a bad team. They definitely would be able to beat some of the lower tier Big Ten teams, which I guess we are. But um, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a great loss at all. But I don't think it's a terrible loss. Like, not like a UConn or a Bowling Green. They're definitely going to win some games this year. I do think. No, I agree. Um, I think offensively, I really, really can't complain too much. Like Stakowski had three touchdowns, over 250 yards. Um, Isaiah Williams, like, continues to impress me at receiver, bro. Like, he is just an athlete, and give him the ball as much as we can. He had 100 yards, too. Um, I think we'll get – Utilize him a little bit more. I agree. I think we'll get Epstein back this week. I don't know how much – he wasn't – Oh, is he out again? But Chase Brown's back. And, like, I think one thing about last week that is worth noting is – we were missing our quarterback, Brandon Peters. We were missing our best running back, Chase Brown. We're a little light at the receiver position, missing um, Jafar Armstrong and Brian Hightower. And then we lost our leading tackler and best linebacker from week zero in um, C.J. Hart. So we were a little dinged up for this game. Not that that shouldn't matter against a team like UTSA going forward. But, you know, for a first-year coach, when you're missing – almost your best players at almost all your best players at key positions. Um, 
it is going to be hard to win some games. Completely agree. Um, Coach Coach Bielema did say yesterday Brandon Peters is practicing and will will dress, will travel. I think you said Logan Stokowski will uh, will get the start Saturday, but we could see BP. Um, yeah, BP is going to travel and suit up and uh, most likely play, but um, Art's going to start the game. Um, and he's not he, – he's honestly looked fine. He hasn't thrown any interceptions, and um, he's made some good plays, and – but he's not. He, I think we'll definitely see a step up in the offense when Peters gets back. Agree. I think BP likes to run it more too, which which could help open up open up lanes. Um, so yeah, offensively, I mean, we we utilize our tight ends good. Barker looks more athletic every week. I swear. Um, so that's good. Um, defensively, little weak. I mean, come on, DBs. We can't be letting these UTSA guys get get another little bubble screen and, and get a big run and another bubble screen score touch another bubble screen third and five first down uh that's gotta that's got they gotta shed tackles blocks and and, and make tackles logan yeah i mean phil you were at the he was at the Brepolima show last night at papa dolls yeah you pointed out that Belima um that the third down was kind of the killer and i think watching the game uh, everyone can agree with that um, very easily. Like every time on third down, we would get it like third and five, third and seven, not even third and short situations where you expect to give some a lot of them up. But we're getting killed on like third and kind of long. Yes. And then honestly, well, and then special teams, you know, third segment, offense, defense, special teams, really positive with McCourt 52 and a 53 yarder. But my goodness, we cannot have mental mistakes like that where a punt is hitting us in the rear end and giving them the ball right before the second half at their own 15. Like, that is just a head shaker. Yeah, I mean, that could have arguably been a six-point swing because they put three on the board, and the way McCourt was kicking the ball, you figured he'd be good from at least 53. And we had, I think, more than a minute at that point in time to kind of – just pick up some yards and they would have been they would have been playing at least a cover two so we would have been able to you know kind of get get our way down the field and at least get to probably the 40. Exactly. Momentum swing that's the game right there. Exactly and we were already down 17 to 14. Uh, Barker had scored that touchdown make it 17 to 14 and then they got that field goal right for half so it's 20 to 14. Third quarter McCourt 52 yarder. They got a field goal 23 17. McCourt gets another one in the fourth. They get that. And then this is this is where I kind of shook my head 23 20. And they have these two long, first a long uh, pass and then the long run 30 to 20. Barker, Barker had a good catch 30 27. They had the long runs, really just capped the game 37 27. I was impressed that we didn't, didn't uh, give up. And we did get that end of the field goal and then actually got the ball back. Penalty pushed us back. Kind of had to force a Hail Mary in there, but did give us a shot at the end. Yeah, I will say, like, I think we've seen, like, a little bit of the, um, in the first two weeks from, like, the Belima era, that don't quit mentality. Like, the Nebraska game when we lost our quarterback, like, I think 
a lovey team when it just kind of folded over. And this week we had a, I think we made it almost down to the 20 in the, on, and on the last drive. So, I mean, it's positive that we're kind of just showing some more grit and uh, kind of um, playing harder. Agree. You got to show that grit. Um, Looking forward to Virginia, Phil. What are you thinking about this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think I haven't looked at their uh, schedule, but I know they're a decent team. Um, Bielema said they're pretty good on the the O line. They have a six ten, about three thirty tackle, so he's a big guy. Um, and then the other tackle's a big dude as well. So I think offensively they can probably move the ball. Um, they beat William Mary 43-0, so nothing really there. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think we're in trouble. You do? I mean, they were a pretty good team last year in the shortened season. Um, they, beat, they beat a pretty good North Carolina team. They beat Louisville, Boston College. Um, they – lost a close one to Miami on the road and they put up 23. Yeah. I mean, Brennan Armstrong is really good. 330 yards last week. Like you said, he uh, had about, well, they had 23 points against Clemson last year. So I think it's going to be one of those games where like, all right, line, I like, let's, uh, let's stay in this game. Like obviously it might not be a win. Like it's, it's still winnable, but like, it's not get blown out. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Logan? I agree. I think a good road. I mean, it's Alima's first road game. We're a little dinged up, but we got Hightower and um, Jafar Armstrong coming back this week at receiver. Epstein's out, but Chase Brown is coming back. Um, I mean, I think we should have a good showing. What's the spread? I think it's like 11. It's 11. Yeah, 11-10. I mean, I will say the one – Thing I've kind of been a little bit disappointed in in the first two weeks is like our offensive line hasn't been great. Agree. Just knowing how experienced they are. Yeah, I think I want to see. Some Kramer's like, been good though. Oh, he's been great. I, and I don't know if it's like I, I don't when I like look at replays when we're getting like a tackled in the backfield or a short gain on first down. I don't see like a lot of our um, linemen getting beat one-on-one necessarily. So I don't know if it's a scheme issue or wh- whatnot, but I'd, I just want to see like an improvement on like first down runs this game. I think that'd be a big step forward for this offense because we were really gaining zero, one or two yards every time on first down last, uh, first down last week, especially against like a weaker UTSA team. No, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I agree. The The run game can pick up. And let's hope the defense and our DBs, because they will air it out, let's hope they can uh, hold their own this week. Yeah, and I think um, the one thing I will say is, like, when you have a backup quarterback in playing, like, UTSA, it opens up the field a little bit more when you can run the ball on first down. And that's why we were getting killed a little bit last week, especially in the first half when we were stalling drives. Agree. Um, well, now we had big news yesterday. 
Illinois basketball schedule, mainly the Big Ten schedule, got released because the non-conference was already released. But we got official dates. We got times. We don't have times. We got official dates, home away, neutral. Um, and, I mean, honestly, I'm so excited about this. Let's break Logan, we, we need to break this down. Um, we start in October, a couple expedition games, San Francisco, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, but now, then we get to the nitty-gritty. We start Jackson State, first game at home, November 9th. Um, then we go Arkansas State at home, and then we go quickly. We go to at Marquette November fifteenth for that Gavit tip-off games we had it four years ago against Georgetown Mac McClung. Uh, we ended up losing that game, but I'm excited about Marquette. Um, and and Logan, what's your non-conference reaction? You kind of you already knew the schedule, but what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, I think that I mean at Marquette is going to be an all right game there's but they're not supposed to be great this year so we should win that game and then i mean personally i'm looking forward to maybe a bruce weber matchup at the hall of fame classics we get the hall of fame classic we play cincinnati first and the winner of arkansas kansas state and then that kansas state team has uh, mark smith and bruce weber so that could be a fun game <laughs> or arkansas to be honest because musselman's kind of turned that program around a little bit so i don't almost expect to play arkansas yeah arkansas um, yeah yeah, Arkansas will be top twenty-five probably. So either either matchup would be super interesting. Um, I really want to take care of business this non-conference. Um, my mind's blanking from last year, but we had a couple slip-ups, didn't we? Well, I mean, I think the goal, obviously, every year would be to run the slip, um, run the table. Yeah, and then the conference um, season, and I think this year it's a little more attainable than last year. Yes, um, Baylor. Yes, because our only true road game is at Marquette, which is a winnable game, and then we're the Hall of Fame Classics neutral, and like we don't have. So I mean, we need to win the bragging rights this year. That if you remember the game last year, that was a loss. Yep, so. and we've lost the last three now. I think or two. I honestly think we might have might have lost the last four. We went on the five game win streak. Um. I'm what? telling you, Phil, um, I think we've lost four in a row because um, I think Trent Frazier hasn't won um, the bragging rights. No, he's won one, I think. Hold um, on. You're right. He's um, definitely won like his freshman year one, I think. Yeah, that was with Mark Smith because that's what it was. Mark Smith was undefeated in the bra- bragging rights games because ah. he won his freshman year at Illinois and then his last three at Mizzou. Ah. We have to. I almost want K State just to beat uh, Bruce Weber. And I mean, I don't really care about Bruce Weber. I like him. But Mark Smith, I mean, we need to beat Mark Smith. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I dude, I still remember uh, what, 2013, Brand Paul, DJ Richardson team last, after, before last year, the last time we were in the NCAA tournament. And we started 13 and 0 in non conference. And, and we actually got ourselves ranked. And it was one of those like, wow, like, this is really hype. Sure, a lot of them are cupcakes, but just being undefeated was awesome. And, I mean, I really want to do that this year. I do think the team will be better than last year's in terms of height and flexibility and movement and shooting. Um, at Marquette, they will be really good. True road game. Let's win that. Let's beat Cincinnati. And then let's be a good Arkansas K-State and take color. Have a good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, and I think looking forward to the Big Ten schedule. Like, yeah. You know, like, 
breaking the Big Ten down in tiers, you got the first tier of Illinois, Purdue, Michigan. Yes. Second tier of like Ohio State, Michigan State. I guess you could say Indiana. Iowa, um, maybe. I think Iowa's going to be down this year. And then a third tier of like Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin. And then, you know, the fourth tier teams. Yeah. Nebraska's going to be improved. Minnesota's going to be bad. Rutgers. Um, Rutgers will be good. Yeah. But, I mean, I think looking at our Big Ten schedule, you open up at home against Rutgers and then you're on the road against uh, Iowa team that's going to be down compared to the last two years. So that's a little easier than we've had. Um, if you think back to last year, I think we had – we opened up with – was it Michigan? Or, or that was two years ago we opened up with Michigan at home when they were number five and then went on the road at Maryland and lost that tough game. Yeah. Um, and then last year we opened up with another tough schedule. I can't remember. It was – it would have been like um, like a Rutgers and Penn State. Was it those two games? It was Penn State for sure, and we came back from a lot. No, it was um, – we actually had um, – No, that would have been just – yeah. What do you think? You might be right about that. Um, we might have dropped Rutgers and then lost and then beat, came back and beat Penn State. Um, yeah, we opened up at home against Minnesota and blew them out, and then we dropped Rutgers and beat Penn State on the road. You're right. Okay. Um, but I think this year we're set up a little bit more for success. And then, like, looking forward to um, – we got three break, three games. A lot of students will be on break on the road at Minnesota, Maryland at home, and Nebraska. Mar- oh, Maryland's going to be top of that second tier. I forgot to mention them. They're going to be good this year. they got a couple transfers coming in. That's good. Um, yeah. The games we kind of highlighted. You want to talk about um, the first week back for the students, those two games we were talking about? Yeah, and right now, um, as I mentioned before, I'm kind of part of the exact team for Orange Crush, and one of the things we're trying to tell the mm, Illinois administration is we want we want the Michigan January 14th game to be an Orange Crush game. Technically, it's not right now. It would be like – I think, was it the Sunday? I don't know what the 14th is. But it's, it's like a. It's the Friday before classes start on that Monday. Gotcha. And that Monday is Martin Luther King Day. So, yeah, Friday before classes start. Not an Orange Cross game right now, but man, if that could be, that would be a huge game and honestly, huge difference maker in that outcome. Um, and that stretch, Michigan and on, is going to be a pretty, pretty interesting one. We go Michigan that Friday, Purdue, Martin Luther King Day. They got all those freshmen back that, that were really good last year. At Maryland, high tier two, like Logan said. And then home Michigan State. Really got to go, I think, a three for four there and maybe take I care agree. of business at home. Um, but three for four there, you're sitting. You're probably sitting in the driver's seat for the big time. Agree. Agree. Kind of skipping forward. We were on the road at Northwestern at home against Wisconsin. And then at Indiana and Purdue, which – um, won't be easy. You got to win at least one of those, and then at home against Northwestern. And then here's a big stretch, I think, um, right before the last two at home. You got on the road at Rutgers, on the road at Michigan State, at home against Ohio State, and on the road at Michigan. Yeah, in a eleven day stretch. So that'll be another big stretch for the team. Brutal, brutal, brutal end of February there. 
Um, and again, I think you got to go almost a two for two. I mean, obviously it's hard to tell how it will be, but I think a two for two would be pretty big there. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, – Or two off. for four, I mean. Yeah. And then finish off with Penn State and Iowa at home, and I think that'd be, that those are two very winnable home games that you kind of – no matter what you did the four games before those two home games, you get the momentum going uh, going into postseason play. And we proved to be pretty resilient last year. We had a very similar tough end of the schedule where it was like at Ohio State, at Mich- it was at Michigan – um, at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, it was just a win, win, win. Went to the Big Ten tournament, took care of business. Same kind of deal here. It's like, let's take care of business and then just do exactly what we did last year. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be complaining uh, if we did exactly what we did last year. And I know you were a little bummed out about the Saturday schedule. That's probably not getting game day to champagne. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, little disappointing for me uh, from a student perspective, as we only have two Saturday games. One's at St. Francis in December. The others the week at, week before in Arizona. That'll be awesome. But I love college game day. Alex should be there this Saturday for uh, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, their name's Iowa. Um, and if, if we had them home, because obviously they would have came to a game last year. We had a bunch of home games. We had the back-to-back Saturday of Wisconsin-Ohio State. Um, that was like an eight-versus-three game, last game. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, no Big Ten Saturday games, which is weird. No Big Ten home Saturday games. The Iowa game to end of the season's on Sunday, week before, or Northwestern's a Sunday, November, uh, February 13th. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of incentive for college game day to come to Champaign. Unfortunate because if you do know true game day fan, they do their half-court shot for, I think, $1,000. Hoping I was going to get chosen for that. Obviously, who knows how that process works. But, um, um, yeah, you know, Phil, he's a true optimist. He, he was almost guaranteeing me that he was the one that was going to be picked for the college yeah. game day shot. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Communications chair, I mean. I'm the one communicating with them what's going on. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to communicate who's going to get chosen too. So, <laughs> um, my goodness. should be a good uh, Big Ten schedule and a pretty favorable, but not an easy schedule, but I'd say a favorable schedule for the basketball team this year. Very favorable. Who's our two? Who's, who do we have twice? We got Iowa twice and we got Rutgers twice. So Michigan twice. Michigan Michigan tw- twice. Okay, so that's that's a bit tougher. Michigan twice. That's interesting. We're three and zero against Jawan Howard, so that's awesome. Yeah, I think I'll probably be um, making a trip to East Lansing for sure. Good. Um, I want to get back up there, and honestly, maybe Ann Arbor too. I got. I'm a little more centrally located now that I'm back in the Chicagoland area, so. Uh, maybe hitting some road games this year. Good. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments of the actual schedule post. People saying we have a pretty brutal non-conference. I would actually argue otherwise. I would say this is a pretty standard difficulty for a, for a you know, top 15 team, top 10 team where you got a true road game, Marquette. You got your holiday classic, a Cincy, Arkansas State, or Arkansas K-State. You got your Big Ten ACC Challenge, Notre Dame. Hey, it's not Duke's, not Carolina. You'll get those Notre Dame fans coming into Champaign. We really want to beat them. Then we got the home away of Arizona. We already did the Arizona away, 
where we lost two years ago. Now we get the home. Let's win at home. So I think it's – and obviously the bragging rights. So obviously, you know, there's good quality games, but, you know, we should win. Yeah. We should be winning. Yeah, I mean, you don't play a team like Baylor. You're not on the road at Duke. Yeah. Um, it's a little easier than last year, but it should be a good year. And then a game against Virginia this week, so hopefully we have a good showing. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for too, yeah. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening to Oski Hour. Uh, again, Logan and I will be back next week, hopefully uh, with a win against Virginia. Hopefully, you know, looking good for Maryland next Friday. Um, and, yeah, fall weather's really kicking in, so just enjoy it. Have a good week, <clears throat> Line yeah, fans. Developed by the marching Illini during the 1920s, there is no more celebrated tradition on any college campus than the three-in-one. A medley of pride of the Illini, parts of the Illini, and hail to the orange. It has stirred the hearts of Illini fans for generations. Here is the incomparable three-in-one. Thank <laughs> you.